Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tonight. Where's Garrett? <laughs> He's probably kissing his other wife. Last night was a little bit tough, knowing that Garrick and Roberta were trying to make a baby. Garrick seems very confident in his decisions, but he needs to remember why he's able to be with Roberta in the first place. And that's Danielle. I'll make sure that she's a priority. You better. to say that this is the season finale of season three of Seeking Sister Wife. What a journey. What an emotional journey we've all been on through all of these couples. Wow. What a history. As I predicted, this episode was relegated to the two couples, families left standing, Garrick, Joel Osteen, and Danielle, who you guys... You know I don't call her Danielle because that's her actual name. I call her Danielle because she looks like Danielle from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> so Joel and Danielle and also the Snowdens. Mm. I don't know if it's... It's definitely not fair to say that they are a family left standing by any means of the word. But, uh, you know, in this point in time, they're happy. Let's start off with the Snowdens while I'm speaking of them. Um, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed the last few scenes of them because we're never going to see them back on TLC. I will be genuinely shocked if we see them back on television again. Well, pfft, you know what? No, I'm actually going to have to take that all back because there are several shows on this network where, um, you know, there have been uh, um, some problematic behaviors happening behind the scenes, and yet, nevertheless, the network TLC persists. So, um, you know, may maybe I'll maybe I'll take that back. So today is their wedding day. Ashley and Chrissy are arranging flowers, and Ashley got some 
nice flowers that are native to South Africa to tie in some of Crystalline's heritage for the ceremony. Chrissy, her energy this whole time and really in the past few episodes, really since Taylor left, Chrissy's energy has been very nervous, right? And maybe I'm just like reading too into things because hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm just knowing what we know now. Maybe I'm like grading that on what we see on the show, but her energy just seems very nervous. It seems like she doesn't want to rock the boat. Like she's happy. She thinks, you know, something about that is I don't know. Something about her vibe has just been, like, off to me. Um, She says that she's nervous. And she is excited. But it's, like, kind of a mixed emotion situation. Because it's the longest time that she and her girls have been away from South Africa. And this was just not the expectation that she had for their relationship. So Ashley goes into the bedroom where Dimitri is and he shows her the rings that he got for the ceremony and they say that this is going to be a very different ceremony from the one that they had two years ago with Vanessa. So I'm guessing like no, you know, little ribbons that people in the crowd are are flinging around the wrists. Um, Your sister's probably not going to be screaming and yelling at you to like buy me a ticket back home. Um... You know, no custom uh, hippie polygamous spiritual lady uh, outfits, coordinating outfits, um, uh, no foot washing, I would imagine. You know, just an intimate at-home wedding with just the family. And also, there's a difference, another slight difference, which is that this is going to be a legal marriage. So, Dimitri says that this moment is like a full circle moment from all the challenges and the hurt that they've had in the past. And he's talking about how ready he is. And Ashley's saying she's a thousand percent sure that um, they're ready to make Chrissy their sister wife. And she can feel how right it is in her bones. And I think that that we just chalk another tally on the board for why... (laughs) These people's spirituality or their so-called spirituality is bullshit because, you know, you've been claiming to have your third eye open all this time, but you haven't seen the scary roads ahead. So, you know, I just, I'm just going off what I've seen with my three eyes. So then later, Ashley, Demetri, and Crystalline are sitting around in the kitchen and they ask Chrissy if she has any second thoughts and She's like, I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, maybe I should have involved my family or at least told them that I'm getting married. The people that I talk to every day, maybe I should have just, like, run that past them in the past. Oh, by the way, it's been a week since Dimitri proposed, so we've had a week-long engagement. Uh, Wow, Duggars, watch your back, because Dimitri Snowden's really got you beat. In a confessional, Ashley says that Chrissy just bombed, dropped the bomb of all bombs by revealing that she hadn't told her family that she's going to be getting married in like a few hours. Is it the bomb of all bombs? See, I have so many questions and I've been asking them about this family. Now, everybody has different types of relationships with their family and their parents. So, you know, this is not a slight on anybody or a judgment as to how you choose to interact or how you need to interact with your family. But however, 
With these specific people, I've always found it very odd that they have such strained relationships with their families. And to me, it's like, you can't say that this was a huge bomb drop that she hasn't told her family when... I feel like if you guys were that invested in being involved with the family, you would know that she hadn't told them, right? (laughs) This shouldn't be a bomb drop. Why are you guys not communicating? Like, if I was going to get married with somebody, I think that my partner would know whether or not my family knew that I was going to get married. And granted, they've only been engaged a week, but you're also saying that she talks to her family every day. So is this a concocted storyline or is this part of one of the dozens of questions I have about Ashley and Dimitri? I think it might be the latter. Ashley goes on to say that Chrissy has been very reluctant to have that conversation about polygamy with them because she's afraid of what they think. And here's another question that I have is I feel like in the beginning of the season, when Chrissy first came... Or the second, when she came this season, or, you know, the second time with Taylor was there, that she had told Ashley and Dimitri that her family knew all about it and they were totally supportive and happy for her. Do you guys not remember that? I feel like that's specifically what she said. So I don't understand why Chrissy would suddenly be very reluctant to continue to have the conversation that she's already had when they're approving of. I, I'm just very confused. I, I'm just wondering, like, is production adding some mystery and drama and storylines on the back end? Because that's what it's feeling like. So then, here's another thing. <laughs> if it's the bomb of all bombs that she has not told her family, but you also knew that you're saying now that she's been reluctant to talk to her family, why would that, again... Why would that be surprising that she hadn't told them? I I don't know. So Chrissy sets the scene that, you know, her family's approval of this union is very important to her, specifically her brother. Her brother's name is German. And it's really important and even vital to her moving forward that she get her blessing and her brother's blessing specifically. Um, Then she says that she doesn't want to have to choose between her family and the Snowdens. See, this is a part of how Chrissy talks about this relationship that makes me feel like she, something was telling her that this was maybe not the right thing to do, you know, you know, and it, it it's not, don't think that I'm like trying to judge her and thinking like, oh, she should have gotten out of this. I'm just saying like, we all find ourselves in situations where in hindsight, we're like, oh, I probably should have trusted my instincts a little bit more on that. I. I am seeing now the patterns now that we're watching it. So now Chrissy's like, okay, I think I'm going to call them and tell them. And Dimitri's like, well, should I hop on there with you and show my face and ask for their approval? And he's saying that he's all nervous now, but (laughs) again, (laughs) you don't have a relationship with the family. You've already... You're getting married in a couple of hours. Why are you now nervous to ask them for approval? It's too late for that. Like, what if her brother said, no, I don't approve of this. Were you guys really not going to get married? No. Come on. Please. Please. Um, so anyway, they 
get on the uh, face chat with her. And she says that she has some news to share with them. And that it's good news. And she announces that she's going to get married. And at first her brother's just staring at her like, what? Like, shocked. And so they're like, are you serious? Is this for real? And Chrissy's like, yeah, actually, I'm getting married, like, now. Like, when I get off the phone with you guys. So they ask, well, are you coming back to South Africa? Are you planning on living in America permanently? And she's like, no, I'll be living in L.A., like, for real. And in a confessional, Chrissy says, you know, her heart is in her stomach right now because her family wasn't fully supportive of the relationship to begin with. And nobody expected her to be gone for so long because this was supposed to just be a visit and not a permanent move. And then Chrissy says, okay, well, they want to meet you guys. And they're like, all right. So Chrissy introduces her family to Dimitri and Ashley. And her brother German says, Chrissy knows where we came from and how we feel about family. And then at that point, Chrissy starts to cry. And it's like the cry of somebody who's totally overwhelmed with their emotions. Like she's present and in the moment, but you could just tell that she's like, there's just, she's overwhelmed. Like there's just a lot of emotion and tension going on. And Ashley says, well, look, I wish our circumstances had been different. I wish that we had been able to meet each other or get to know each other. And again, you just said that she talks to them every single day. So at what point in the last five months have you not had the opportunity to communicate with them? If you haven't been able to see them, obviously, yeah, sure. But you could have, you've had plenty of time to get to know these people if that's what you really wanted. Um... So German says he's feeling really overwhelmed, but actually they're really thrilled about Chrissy getting married. And the only shame that they're feeling is the shame that they couldn't be there to share the moment together. So then we get an oddly emotional moment from Ashley. I don't recall seeing her cry this entire series, but she's sitting in a confessional by herself and says that... If Chrissy's family didn't approve of their marriage, that they were prepared to love her anyway, because that's what they've had to do with their relationships. So now it kind of answers the question of what is going on with their parents? Because remember when it was time for Vanessa's wedding, Dimitri's mom comes into town and that was only the second time Ashley had ever met her. See, like, something about that is very strange. And I guess if what she's trying to say or what she's not quite saying is that they don't approve of how they are choosing to live their lifestyle and so that they just don't speak to their parents, I guess? That would make more sense. Because they seem to have these both, like, they speak about their families in a way that would not lead you to believe that they don't speak at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's where my confusion lies. So Chrissy says, even though we were prepared to love her, regardless of her family's approval, they're just really glad that they do have the approval so that, you know, this can be like more of a legit situation. Um, So now it's time to get ready for the wedding and they're going to be getting married by their friend, Michael, who's going to be the officiant. Now, I don't know where, what part of central casting they got Michael from, but like he also was very ready for the camera. He was a little just hamming it up, in my opinion. Um, 
He's like, I've been an officiant for eight years and I've done 800 weddings in the eight years since I've done it. And I'm just ready. And I'm so excited for them. And uh, Okay. I, if you looked at Michael and you look at Dimitri, not that looks mean everything, but like you would just not imagine a world in which these two would know each other and be friends. It just doesn't quite add up to me. Michael is like 15. I mean, how old was that guy? <laughs> Anyway, enough talk about Michael. He he really, for as little as he was on screen, he really annoyed me thoroughly. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, so they're doing like the paperwork because obviously this is going to be a legal marriage, the first legal marriage. And um, Ashley says something very interesting, which is, I feel a peace and confidence knowing that I'm giving this gift of a legal marriage to Chrissy. Okay, so that's how you've been viewing it all along. Because y'all tried to sell it to us as we made the decision when we first got together that we were going to be living a plural marriage and that we were not going to be legally married to each other so that any other wives, all the future wives that come in, don't feel like she's the alpha and they're in, you know, sister wives terms, the basement wife. For those of you who guys don't watch Sister Wives... Um, there's been this term thrown around over the past season about the concept of the basement wife that like, sometimes they literally live in the basement, but it's just like a hierarchy thing overall that like the basement wife, quote unquote, feels below the main wife or the first wife and that they're just like lowly, right? And they're, they're like kind of cast aside. Um, so for Ashley to act on one hand that like, Oh, we're doing it. And to say that like, this is a gift that she's giving her. I just feel like that is a weird, that does feel like a hierarchical thing to say. Like if this is a gift that you're giving and the sacrifice that you're making and like, I hope she's grateful for this gift that I'm giving her. Okay, Ashley. Okay. So Michael makes Dimitri do the paperwork and then he goes over to Chrissy's room because she's, you know, trying to have her alone time before the wedding and she signs stuff and she talks about how nervous she is because this is her first legal marriage and she's feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but she also feels like spending five months with him in this pandemic really gave her good insight and like a crash course on what it would be like to be with him for real. So then, in a confessional, Dimitri says the last time he got married, it was an epic fail, like with Vanessa, but he feels like Chrissy chooses them every single day, and he's never felt like that with a different partner. So then they begin the ceremony, and you can just tell that Chrissy's nervous. Like, I'm almost going to go so far as to say that she's terrified. (laughs) She genuinely just looks like Like, I just don't know. Not the nerves that I would expect to feel from somebody who's getting married, which is a natural, like, oh my gosh. Like, she seems scared. Like, not happy nervous, just like actual nervous. I don't know. Let me know if you guys picked up on that too. Maybe I'm just reading too much into things. So they do their little vows to each other. Dimitri gets down on one knee to move her engagement ankle from the left engagement ankle to the right marital ankle and then Ashley gives Chrissy her very first bendy now again I swear 
This is why my mind is sick. This is why I have a podcast, you guys, because I remember things and I just feel like I have to get them off my chest of like when I see one thing, when it's been presented to me a different way. So now I remember that when they first explained the reason for the Bindies, like pre-Vanessa and all that, like first season she was rocking those Bindies, clearly... social media had a lot of questions about the bindi and so second season they had them come on and explain what the bindi's purpose was or meaning and she says i thought she meant i thought she said something about like you know women have their third eye open and that's like what we get is like a symbol to recognize that we're like you know uh, whatever the fuck and now she says that The Bindi symbolizes that women are creators and the Bindi is a reminder of the life that they can create. And that Ashley says, to be able to adorn crystalline with the Bindi myself means that I was here first and I helped establish a family, but now I'm passing the torch and giving her an equal position in the family as my sister wife. And again, this just feels very hierarchical to me. It feels very up on the totem pole like you're up here i'm up here and you're down here to me i don't know i i don't know girl like i knew there was bullshit about ashley and i I, it's mm, fair to say that like yeah some of that bullshit had to do with the fact like she's just not that chill about the relationship and the opening up of her relationship as she is claiming to be but i just feel like she told on herself a lot and, you know, fair enough, because like I said, I am highly doubtful that we're going to see them on another season. So <laughs> at least we could have let um, Ashley's bitch lotus flower bloom a little bit before they're um, hightailed off of this network. So also, I noticed that when she gave her the bendy, she didn't get like a fancy little circle. She didn't get a star. She didn't get an S for Snowden. No, she just got like... One of Ashley's dirty pointer fingers just mushed right down on her forehead like, oh, welcome to the family. Thanks a lot, Ashley. Ow. Now I'm going to have a headache. Um, I It just felt disrespectful. <laughs> there was something aggressive in that, in that bendy making. I will just say that. So the ceremony's over. Ashley yells, Ashe, as she's wont to do. And all the kids climb up on the adults and the, everybody gets into a group hug. Okay, well, congratulations to um, the Snowden's version 5.0, um, 2020 to 2021. Congrats. And uh, I think there might be a GoFundMe for uh, Crystalline if there is and if it's still active. I guess I'll link it in the description of the episode if you want it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope she's, I hope she's okay. And I hope she's safe. Um, and I don't think we've heard anything about the Snowdens since then. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Okay, I did do a quick pause to see if anything had been updated in terms of the Snowdens. And it turns out that, yes, uh, Crystalline does have a GoFundMe. It has been, it has raised about $9,000 at this point. Um, And Crystalline has also issued a statement that says, Words aren't enough to express my gratitude to each and every one of you. I know... You want to know if we're okay, and I appreciate you so much for that, but there are simply things that I'm not able to share at this time. I hope you understand. What I can tell you is that my girls and I are doing okay for now. The journey ahead of us is long and a little scary, but I'm keeping my head up and pushing through. We're in the process of finding new accommodation. If you're in the California area and have some renting recommendations, please reach out. And then she says, I will update you as much as I can on how things are progressing with us. Again, thank you for everything you've done for me and my girls. May your kindness be returned to you a hundred times over. And when the time comes, I promise to return the kindness that you have shown me um, over to someone else in need. Please be safe and be well. Um, It is interesting that... She's planning on staying in California, I think, rather than moving to South Africa. Or maybe the borders are still closed and she can't go back yet. Maybe I, I think I did hear that. Mm. Well, prayers up. I, I, yes, I will put the GoFundMe up to in the episode description if you are interested. And with that, let's move on slash end with Joel Osteen and Danielle off in Mexico with the whole family and Roberta ready to shoot the club up as the kids say. Um, if you don't know what that means, just look it up on Urban Dictionary. You know, my mom listens to this. I, you know, you know, I, I can't. Um, so it's been eight months since they have seen Roberta. Like I said, now they're in Mexico, so Joel can have sex with her. Um, this will be the first time that Danielle's parents will meet Roberta. Um, they have spoken on FaceTime and stuff, but, you know, never face-to-face. Joel is back to being a pervert. And by that, I I guess I should clarify that I don't mean he's back to being as if he ever stopped being one. I just mean, like, he's 
a pervert level like we saw him the first time they went to Mexico. You remember that, like, giddy pervertedness that he had going? Like, he was so excited to tell everybody all the sexual things that he was going to do with Roberta and how he, like, couldn't wait to do them. Like, that's the level that we're working with today. So Joel's telling the cameras that, you know, he thinks that his father-in-law, Scott, is going to be fine with him having sex with Roberta, but he feels like maybe Luann, uh, Danielle's mom, his mother-in-law, might have an issue with it, but he says, you know, we could turn the music up and so nobody hears us, and then he smiles, that creepy little smile. God, he's a true certified freak seven days a week. Maybe Joel has, like, a voyeur fetish, you think? He seems to really um, enjoy the idea of, oh, no, sister be back, a thing, a statement, a phrase that will haunt me for the rest of my days and will surely have me losing, on average, about three hours out of my sleep um, every year for the rest of my life. And I... Something about the idea of, like, ooh, we're going to be in this house with my... Like, my family. Like, I don't know. It's creepy to me. It's creepy to me. So, Roberta walks in, and Roberta gives her reaction in a confessional as to, like, oh, how I'm feeling about walking into this situation and seeing the family again. Which is that she... The love between she and Joel have only gotten stronger and she was surprised because she thought that, you know, in the months that they had not seen each other, that maybe it would diminish. But um, here we are. Allegedly more in love than ever. Um, Danielle and Roberta hug and Danielle says that seeing Roberta again is surreal, surreal. And then she makes a face like she's trying to keep sweet. You know, like, oh, this is really surreal, you know? And so Danielle goes on to say that it's definitely kind of weird to think about how Roberta could be pregnant by the end of this vacation. And she's just hoping and praying that they made the right decision because you're about five seconds from being a single mother. Um, And so Joel is just clearly so excited to be Roberta, see Roberta again. They're touching, they're groping they're tonguing each other down and after they're done making out in front of danielle and their children joel surprises roberta with danielle's parents because they're hiding in the kitchen (laughs) roberta's first reaction is oh no (laughs) and then she immediately starts crying and it's like a really emotionally heavy moment it felt like a very extreme reaction to me like it almost felt like Roberta was seeing her biological parents who gave her up for adoption like she's crying she's like this is like such an emotional moment a happy moment for her like what a reuniting moment we're having here it just felt real extra Real extra. And it made me understand more like why Roberta might be interested in Joel. I can't really explain why, but it just, it really tied that all together for me. Roberta says in a confessional, she was surprised to see Scott and Luann, but she wants them to know how much she wants to be a part of their family and make them happy. And then Roberta looks at Luann and Scott and says, hi, mom and dad. <laughs> And in a confessional, Scott's like, you know, it's a little strange to hear her call us mom and dad, but I'm sure we'll get used to it. (laughs) 
And the land says she felt a connection with Roberta right away. Connection that she was not expecting. Okay, Lou. Okay. Um, so later, everybody except for Garrick and Roberta are by the pool and kids are swimming and the adults are sitting there watching them. And um, Scott's like, well, where's my bartender? AKA Scott. And she's like, oh, you know, probably uh, making out with Roberta, probably kissing Roberta right now. And all of them just have to laugh like that's funny and cute. And <laughs> how funny is it that, um, you know, our my um, ex-husband, not husband and and your son-in-law, not son-in-law is fucking somebody else and probably in a bathroom or something, probably in our bathroom. Who's to say? Uh, isn't that funny? <laughs> Keep splashing, kids. Maybe that'll drown, drown out some of the noise. Um, so Danielle asks her parents what their impression is of Roberta. And they're both like, you know, we think she's really sweet. <laughs> and Luann says, I can admire that you have a relationship like this and not be jealous because I think that I would be. Um, Luann's also wearing a puka shell necklace at this point, And I'm just like, I, I don't know why I found that endearing because I don't think puka shells have any sort of connection to Mexico. I could be wrong about that, but like, I, I you know, I, she, she's trying all, all Luann is doing <laughs> is trying and we have to appreciate the effort. I mean, this is a woman who is like desperately watching her daughter's self-esteem and self-worth just dwindle as the days go by and you know she's doing the best she can so her dad scott says we like roberta we just like are you really gonna be okay if she ends up getting pregnant but before she can danielle can answer that garrick and roberta come outside with their drinks so they all sit down and so awkward you guys roberta's like sitting around you know they're sitting in a half circle and Roberta takes her cover up off to reveal her bikini. And then Danielle takes one look at her and takes her cover off, uh, cover up off to reveal her bikini. And it just felt very like, Ooh, <laughs> I am the cute one. She's just my sister wife for all of you. Mary Kate and Ashley heads out there. But, you know, Joel, if he does nothing, it's that he's always making the situation both more awkward and just generally worse. And he brings out that baby maker tequila, the tequila that they got at the resort the first time they met in um, Mexico. And remember, they went to that tasting and the guy was like, oh, here's our tequila. It's called baby maker. And Joel said, oh, um, Roberta, why don't you have all of it? And, uh, Danielle, you don't have any. How about you don't have any? Remember that moment? Remember that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Joel decides to ha let everybody have a shot. All the family members, except for the kids. Let's have a shot of the baby maker and in toast and in, um, hopes that I'm able to knock up this lady. Let's do that. And Scott's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> Luann's like you want us to do a toast to you making babies so then Joel's pervy ass stands up and says here's to the top here's to the middle hopefully we all get a little can you imagine everybody's like wow that sounds very suggestive and dirty Joel you want to run that shit back and just say cheers hello 
Can we do, since we're in Mexico, and Arriba, Abajo, Al Centro, Parentro, please? Do you have to talk about getting a little? In front of, in front of my grandchildren? Bro. <laughs> Bro. Um, so Luann asks, if, are you guys really ready to have a baby? And how hard it could potentially be to live so far apart? And what if she can't come to America? And, you know, all of these very, um, fair questions. And Joel's like, oh, you know, we're ready. We're ready. So in a confessional, Scott says, Joel seems very confident in his decision to move forward with Roberta, but from where I'm sitting, the road ahead doesn't look all that smooth. And right now, his priority seems to be making it work with Roberta no matter what. But he needs to remember why he's able to be with Roberta in the first place, and that's Danielle. Bloop. Bloop. Toot toot. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. So the next morning we see Roberta and Joel and in their bed and a, you know, just a cloud of romance and baby batter. And Joel starts talking like what, whatever is in my stomach at this point just starts to curdle. He talks about how he prays that the sperm and egg came together last night. And then he turns to Roberta and his translator app to ask if they should try again before they get up for the day. And Roberta says, you can have all the quickies. Roberta says, you can have all the, you can have all the quickies you want. I can't, um, I can't, I can't repeat that. So Danielle is outside by the pool and her mom goes out to join her. And Danielle says, you know, it was a little difficult to know that just right down the hall, Joel was putting his hog into Roberta. Just kidding. She said the being intimate with being intimate with her. And she knows that, you know, really Roberta really desires to have kids and be pregnant, but there's no guarantee. And there are really only a few days out of the month where a woman is fertile. So hopefully Garrick has strong swing- swimmers. <laughs> Good one, Danielle. Um, Luann says she's concerned because, if Roberta happens to have any complications, Joel's going to have to fly down to Brazil to be with her. And that's going to leave Danielle all by herself, taking care of everything. The kids, the business, their CrossFit thing in their garage. I don't know. And Danielle says, yeah, that's my concern as well, because I would like to think I'm a strong person. Okay, well, <laughs> we would like to think you're a strong person too, Danielle, but we know that's not true. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, let's let's be real here. Um, but there's a lot of pressure on her right now. And in a confessional, Danielle says that in any relationship, you have to make sa- sacrifices for the person you love. Monogamous, polygamous, whatever. So she's putting her feelings aside right now for the sake of Joel and Roberta's relationship because ultimately it's about their relationship and growing as a couple and growing our family together. So does, I feel like there's a difference between making a sacrifice for your partner and the betterment of your relationship and putting your feelings aside on allowing somebody else to be in your family. You know, that there's a little bit of a disconnect on that with me, Danielle, but you'll find it, you know, talkspace.com. You'll, you'll find the answer that you're looking for. Um, so this also, as she's talking about how she's, 
you know, putting her feelings aside for the sake of their relationship and their family. The editors are juxtaposing that with footage of her doing what looks like wiping tears from her face by the pool. And then Roberta and Joel in the bed, just like fully kissy kissing with each other. Yuck. Um, Wouldn't you know, Joel says that the last few days have been wonderful for him. Um, yeah, because you're able to get everything that you want. You're able to have your whole family together and your wife isn't, you know, your ex-wife isn't crying and you get to bang out your new wife as many times as you want. And yeah, I'm sure life is absolutely great for you. He says that this is really kind of like, it's almost been like seeing what a plural, plural lifestyle would be like. And because, you know, they're all together, they're making food, the kids are there, and they're just living as a whole complete unit. And he thinks that everything is absolutely great and going according to God's plan. Is God's plan, is God named Garrett? Because it seems to be. But anyway. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Later we see um, Joel and Scott. They're sitting at the bar outside and Joel asks him what his feelings are about Roberta and Scott's like, well, you know, I guess she's a nice lady. And so then Joel takes time to remind us once again and his father-in-law that he is getting another woman pregnant and Scott's like, yeah, actually, I would like to have a conversation with you man to man about that. Funny you should bring it up because I'm ready. So Scott says, I know Danielle has made a big commitment by getting a divorce from you to open up some doors for Roberta. And I want to know that she's going to be taken care of and that your responsibilities, that you know, your responsibilities and that it's not all going to be about Roberta and Joel, his whole demeanor I don't want to say that it changed, but it, he has this way of like when he's bullshitting his way out of a situation to make himself look good. He does this almost like little kid, wide eyed and innocent, like, oh, I'm just a sweet little boy. Of course, I'm doing everything right. And of course, I'm not just like thinking about everything through the lens of what my penis happens to want at any given moment. And of course, I'm not just like being a complete pussy and just telling Danielle that I don't want to be married to her because I'm not attracted to her anymore because, you know, I don't know how to do that because I'm not a strong enough human being. But of course, everything is going right according to God's plan because I pray about it and it's going to happen. 
But Joel says he wants Scott, his father-in-law, to feel confident that Danielle's not going to be cast aside or become second to Roberta and that he'll always make sure she's a priority. And Scott's like, yeah, you better. You better start now because you haven't been doing that from the entirety of this relationship that we've seen. So notice he, uh, Joel didn't say that this was something that he had been working on. He says it's something that he's going to be doing. And truthfully, I think if Scott had not confronted him about this, I don't think it would even occur to him that he needs to keep himself in order. And I just didn't feel comfortable with all the changes that are happening with her life. So then Scott reveals why Garrick is not speaking to his parents, which is purely because he's chosen to live a plural lifestyle. And Scott says that he feels bad that Joel doesn't speak to his family anymore, but you know, Joel has become like a son to him and that he needs to be like straight up and honest with him. So Scott's like, okay, well, what's the plan with you and Roberta? If migration is not on Roberta's side and Joel's like, well, I'll definitely have to be in Brazil for the birth. And I don't know how long I would have to stay down there. And, um, Scott says, okay, so you'll be down there. But Danielle and the boys will be up in Colorado. And Joel's like, yeah, well, I'm just having like a lot of faith in the visa process. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. And then he says, uh, God put Roberta into our lives and and he's going to work it out. Jesus. So Scott says, he decides to drop the hammer on him and says, you know, there are Bible stories where people go through stuff and, you know, you have to understand that like those people did their own thing but like you in this life (laughs) need to man up because the reality is going to kick in eventually and what happens when you guys get a house together when you know roberta has needs danielle has needs your business has needs your other kids have needs are you going to be able to handle something like this and joel's like well you know, it's going to have to be a lot of more work and a lot of thought. And Scott's like, yeah, I mean, it's easy to talk about how great things are going to be, but the reality is it could be a whole different story than what you're thinking in your head. And Joel says, well, Danielle and Roberta will team up to help me. Okay, well, you're doing a lot of conjecture here. There's a lot of like, help you do what? (laughs) Help you do what? Like, what is Roberta going to be able to help you do if her visa doesn't get through? If, you know, if she, if her visa ends up getting denied and she ends up getting pregnant, what help is she going to be to you from Brazil with a, a brand new baby that you're going to have to take care of? Not saying it's Roberta's fault, but I'm just saying she's not going to be help to you. <laughs> Clearly. Joel has himself so convinced that he, the love he has for Roberta and the fact that he allegedly has Jesus on the main line to answer every one of his whims and horny requests, um, that he's just going to solve everything. Just sky daddy up above. Everything's going to come up on Joel's end. Everything's coming up Millhouse for you. Okay, we're going to see what happens. So... It's the last night and Joel says, he announces to all the adults, I have some news. So he stands up in front of them and just another one of these hideous shirts of his. It looks like he's got three band-aids 
on top of his shirt, like right where the V-neck begins. I can't, I, I truly can't. But he says that morning that he, the, his lawyer left him a voicemail. And the lawyer says that the first part of Roberta's K-1 process, her visa process has been uh, approved. And so now she's got to go to the consulate in Rio and do the interview portion of her visa. So I gotta say, um, Danielle really hits us for the okie doke in a real way and says, you know, at first, sorry, not Danielle, Luann hits us for the okie doke and says, you know, at first I thought plural marriage was not a good idea. And now that I've met Roberta and I'm seeing how happy everybody is as a family, I'm really happy about it. And I think that things are going to work out really well. Um, it's also worth noting that in my opinion, Luann was fucking tanked in this moment. (laughs) It looked like she was sitting at the edge of the couch and having a real hard time balancing one cheek to the other. So then Danielle asks her dad, Scott, how he feels. And he's like, well, you know, I'm happy. (laughs) Um, Danielle has the same smile on her face as when Joel told her last episode that the nicest room in the villa was going to go to her and she was just like had a death grip on those uh, curtains that led out to the private uh, hot tub from the balcony Um, yeah she was just smiling smiling so hard like honestly I was very concerned that her molars might just crack under the pressure of her smiling so hard It was a smile that was almost like, damn, I was hoping that my parents would come through and save me from this situation and say that they don't approve of this. And so that way I can just, you know, keep on moving with this absolute weirdo with a bunch of depth gel in his hair. But that didn't happen. Sorry. Sorry, Danielle. And in the episode ends, the season ends really with the Danielle and her confessional on her own. And the producer asks how she feels about everything that's happening and Danielle takes a few seconds to answer it, and it almost seems like she had to gather herself, like almost like she was about to cry or she was getting a little choked up and emotional. But she stops herself and she says, you know, I think if you would have asked me that question a few months ago, I was not confident in the plural lifestyle. I'm not confident that that's what I would have wanted, but I feel so much better and more confident with Garrick and my relationship with Roberta and that she's now one of our family. Wh- when did this happen? Because <laughs> I feel like before you hopped on that plane, you had a lot of um, questions, comments, and concerns and hesitations about whether or not this was a good idea. And I feel like you had a very awkward and stilted conversation with your own not-husband about how concerned you were about possibly being left alone while he, you know, was playing second family with his new um, wife and baby in Brazil. And now all of a sudden you're telling... What, what did I... Did I miss an episode? When did she begin to go be okay with this? Stockholm Syndrome. Two words, okay? Um, so Danielle starts talking about 
uh, the emotional ups and downs and we get a flashback of all the times she's cried over being left out of her marriage and having to divorce against her will and feeling alone she's crying up and down the hallway of that all-inclusive resort um she's crying at the beach she's crying at the uh, the dinner table she's crying in her bed she's probably crying in the bed that um danielle and roberta or that joel and roberta just had sex with um crying over oh no sister be back crying over not being able to have the baby maker tequila but okay i guess those were just the ups and downs part of the ups and downs and she says the the struggle is a part of their story girl if that is not a woman resigned (laughs) a woman resigned and she says she's excited but there's a massive road ahead of them so she just has to hold on to her faith and believe in God's plan for her. And whatever happens in her life is for the best. And again, that's what we call um, convincing yourself that the terrible life you choose to be in is the actual one and part of your story. Okay, well, congratulations. Clearly, you guys are about to be on season uh, four. You guys might be the only ones, so... I guess there's that. At least you're going to get a check out of all this misery, Danielle. So congratulations and congratulations to us all. And another absolute wild season of Seeking Sister Wife. Wow. Wow. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. And if you happen to only listen to these TLC recaps and you have not left me a five-star review yet, I would really love if you did. Where I'm going to be going next in the TLC universe is anyone's guess. Maybe there will be a 90 Day Fiance season that um, strikes my fancy. I heard that the Discovery Plus spinoff of The Single Life is actually, like, really wild. So I think it's too late to talk about that. But it's making me more interested in the 90 Day universe again because I really lost my passion. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what TLC has to give us. I'm not, I'm not talking about little people, big world. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you guys have not left me a five-star review yet, please, I would love, I would really, really appreciate if you do so. It helps get me noticed on the charts and I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.